This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Influential CEO Podcast. As always, before we dive into the episode, I am going to give you a little life update. So I am well and truly back into work now. I'm feeling very settled, very good, which is nice. And it's just good to be home and doing my thing and immersed in business. More importantly, we have just come off the back of a five-day free program called Attraction, which I facilitated all of last week, which was amazing. We had an incredible result off the back of that space and the conversations that took place inside that free program were really, really powerful. And it was just so cool to see your feedback feedback from it. I know so many of the listeners were inside attractions. So for those of you watching, hello, thank you for being a part of it, but it was amazing. So that was an incredible experience last week. And we actually launched frequency membership, which is a low ticket membership off the back of that free program. Molly and I have been working on this behind the scenes for some time now. So seeing all of this come to life over the last week has been absolutely incredible. And the women who are already inside the membership are amazing. And it's been so nice over the last couple of days to be going through intros and just opening the space and seeing all of the women jump inside and join and do their introductions. There are so many incredible business owners inside this space. And the best part about frequency is that no matter where you are in your business journey right now, whether it's just a concept, you haven't even begun, you might be early days or five, 10 years down the track. This is really a space for you. And the reason that we actually created a membership was to build build a community that was based off coaching as well. So we really wanted to have it as somewhat the four C's, which was contribute, collaborate, connect, and coach. And that is exactly what this space has been so far. So in frequency, there will be a number of live calls that happen on a month to month basis, whether it be a live Q&A, we will also have hot seat coaching in that space too, where you can receive direct coaching from me during that call. And then there's such a huge community element to there as well. So there will be monthly giveaways. We've got different segments for different things that will be happening within the membership month to month, whether it be sharing things within your own business, there'll be challenges set up and heaps of things to ultimately network and help build your business as well. So for me, I really wanted a space that was for you, a space where you could come, you could network, you could contribute to bigger conversations, and you could collaborate with other women in the industry. So already we have seen so many connections within the membership, whether it be following each other online, having podcasts together, different things like that, which is exactly why I wanted to do Frequency in the first place. So it's been incredible. I'm so happy with how things are moving in there. And if you are interested or you are a business owner and you want to find out more, we will be leaving all of the details in the show notes below. The membership is an investment of $99 per month with a three-month minimum lock-in initially. And then it goes to month to month with no lock-in contract. So if you do sign up, it's only a three-month commitment and then it moves month to month. So you can leave any time if it's no longer feeling good for you to be a part of. But I promise you, once you join, you will want to stay. It is such an incredible space and I cannot wait to see this grow and evolve as I evolve in business as well. But apart from that, this week's episode is a really good one. I sat down with my friend Taylor and we went through her entire business journey start to finish, what led to her making the decision to move her business online initially and the projections that she's held during that time, what that journey has really looked like for her and what's led to her success in business over the last year and a half. So I hope you enjoy today's conversation. If you do love it, please reshare online and tag me at either the Riley May and the Influential CEO podcast. We always love to see your tags and make sure if you're not already, jump in below and go into our Facebook community online. That is going to be the go-to place to ask me questions, to be a part of segments, to request guests or anything like that. So that is all from me. I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, welcome back to Influential CEO. Taylor, welcome to the podcast. Hello, I'm excited to be back again. I know, thank you for coming on today. I want to start this conversation with diving into, I guess, the background of your story. Like, where did it begin? How did you get into the business space? What were, I guess, the beginning years before that period? And yeah, just just take us back. What led to where you are now? Cool, cool. Take you back down memory lane. Um, So... 
when I was in high school, I never knew what I wanted to do. And everyone was going into like the university things and was like, yeah, I'm going to be a doctor or whatever it was. I always knew I wanted to do something with business, but I had no idea what. I remember going to a university open day and they had a opening for a bachelor of social media or something like that. I was like, oh, now we can study social media. Interesting. Um, Went to that and fell in love with the course. I went and studied university at university rather. And then whilst I was studying, I started freelance social media management and realized I hated like still working underneath someone. Like I was still being told what to do. And I grew up with uh, my dad who owned a business. So I was always used to like, if we wanted to go on holidays, we could go on holidays. If we wanted to do X, Y, and Z, like he was just in charge and he got to write the rules. Um, So I wanted that for myself. And I moved then into more of a social media training style of a business um, and realized I could take it online. And I think around that similar time, I'd actually met you. And at that time you were doing like fitness and mindset coaching. I feel like you were in like the mindset space. Mm. Um, I was like, I could almost do what Riley does, but like actually online with social media training, I don't have to drive to places and, and all of the things. So moved into that and there was a whole story there, right? With like a lot of limiting beliefs that I didn't even know existed until I had a conversation with you. And you're like, bitch, like Mm. you were playing small. Um, So hired a coach and got into the space of doing business. I had no idea what I was doing. It was just like, yeah, I think I'm going to help you with social media on social media. It was like, I was very confused at first, but a year and a half later, I'm here really help people with the social media side of things and as well as that their business um but for online service providers so that's the the condensed version of I went from a uni student to wanting to really run my own business but I've always just been immersed in conversations around like family and working for my family business and I've just like loved business though like I always love speaking to business owners if they are in a cafe or if they have a dance studio whatever it is and like that's the type of conversations that I love being a part of so I feel like it's just a natural progression that that's how I got here. Mm, I love it. And when you initially went to uni, did you always know that you would eventually work for yourself or at that time, did you see, I guess, the degree that you were studying and what were you doing going in a different direction? I definitely knew I wanted to work for myself. What I definitely envisioned though was owning like a social media agency or like a marketing agency where again, it was in person. I had the vision of being the girl with like the high heels, the blazer, the suits and like going into the office every day, working a nine to five and having people underneath me working as an agency. So definitely always had that, but I was also committed to doing what was required, doing internships and working for people and getting the experience required as well. Mm. And now that I guess you're in the online space and you made that decision to go down that path rather than going down the social media management path, what do you feel kind of contributed to you making that decision to be more online and have a business where you don't have people working underneath you, at least not yet, and you don't have that kind of tangible in-person business? What for you was the process around that? Good question. I feel like definitely just seeing in particular, I feel like seeing you being online. It's just one Mm. of those things that you didn't even know you could do it. When you think of a business, that's what it is. You have a space and you walk into it. Like that's what I always saw businesses. That's what made it a tangible thing. Um, And I just never thought of it, that it could be online. So I feel like there was that. But then as well as that, it was actually a space of, oh, I don't have to have all of these overheads and have all of these things to cockblock me from actually starting the thing. I'm like, I can actually just build a presence. One day I might have an office, like, but it was just actually that. Mm, it's almost the freedom, right? And we speak to it often, mm-hmm. but it's crazy to see that. I remember even way back in the day, I'm talking like early days PT for me, I was always envisioning a gym. I was always envisioning a space where I'm like, women are going to come and it's going to be this incredible community. And I'm going to have this like section for a crate and a section for a cafe. And I really saw that being the bigger picture. And I feel like that kind of revolves around that community element, right? And wanting to, I guess, impact more people than just the one person in that one hour or whatever it may be. And I feel like for you, even in your journey, knowing you, you probably saw an avenue for you to have more impact in a more sustainable way compared to having the tangible overheads and what kind of comes with that. And you've leveraged that in your business as well. So take me back to when I guess you were at that stage where you were doing in-person things and more workshops in person to then making that decision to move online. What did that journey look like? And you mentioned limitations. What kind of came up for you at that time? 
Yeah, so in terms of like logistical limitations, there was the piece around like if you were to host an in-person event or workshop, you had 10 seats at the table, right? So there was limitations in that sense. You could only have 10 people there. It's a lot more expensive for the people coming in person because you're paying overheads of the space and all of the things. So there was the limitation of how many people you could take on and as well as that, the limitation for the people attending right um or like you know driving to places and then you lose an hour or two hours traveling so there was those like logistical limitations but then there was the limitations for me mindset wise like that I just didn't even know existed until having a conversation with you and it's like still etched in my brain just like driving to Brisbane I'm just like tears streaming down my face (laughs) right it's just I remember it (laughs) holding me with questions and I was like Oh my God. Like, it's just like you, you, it was that moment where I felt like everything made sense about why I had the mindset that I had. I'm like, I never made the netball teams. Like I'm never the successful one. Like someone will pick someone else. Like all of the stories came up and I was fully just like the limitations were a mindset thing. So whilst there was yes, a logistical element, the mindset thing, taking up space, being seen on social media, the fear of judgment, like any kind of limitation you can think of mindset wise, I feel like of of being there and I've done it mm. and it's cool to see that I haven't even been quote-unquote working on my mindset for that long yes I've done personal development for a few years now like doubled in like you know your affirmations but it's like actual mindset work I've only been doing for a year and a half and like now I'm here which is cool to see mm. and you've got the emotional intelligence now to even in hindsight see how big of a role that was playing at the time to hindering you and doing what ultimately you wanted to do and I think even that's a conversation around the strategy versus mindset right that exists in business where Mm -hmm. we both know how important that is and I know that you're heavily strategy focused in your business and of course the mindset always exists but strategy is a huge part of what you do for you now and having your experience over the last year and a half in business and what you've done what has that conversation looked like for you when you think about strategy versus mindset and how you see them existing in business what's your take on that? Mm, I love this question and I feel like you go so many different directions. I feel like for me, there's the huge part where by being heavily strategy focused or operations or like the masculine side of business focused, it doesn't mean that you can't ignore like the, the feminine side, right? So like your energetic work, your mindset work, because that's the work that I did at the start to actually create momentum in my business. So that's super important. That's literally the law of polarity. Like you actually need the both. But the way I really look at it, and I feel like I've now started seeing a lot of evidence for this, is when you can have a good structure in your business, the human behind the business can then thrive. And this applies in any kind of business. So I could take a construction-based business. If they actually have systems and automations and procedures to follow, that's going to really support the business owner because if something goes wrong, they actually have a system. They actually have a contract. They actually have you know, systems in place to support the human. So A perfect example is when we traveled Europe together, that was my highest cash month in business and I hardly touched business, but it's because I had actual pre-recorded things. I had automations and systems and flows and it doesn't mean that you can't disregard the, the human moments. You still need like, it was funny, like when we were in Europe, that's when I was plugging into my mentor the most around the mindset side of things. Mm. So you need the both, but I truly believe having structure just supports the human so much more rather than still having your human moments with no structure. Mm. And it is really, I guess, a conversation around can they be equal? Yeah. You know, equal parts in business because there are millionaires out there that solely focus on strategy. And there's also probably millionaires out there that solely focus on energetics. So there's evidence of both existing in solitude in the sense where Mm -hmm. it's like you can just do one and be very successful in that. But there's also the very, I guess, more like logistical side of things where it's like when you combine the two, you become very unstoppable. In business, because from a strategic lens, things are moving, things support you, things are always happening in the back end, and your business model and systems are set up to literally support the sustainability of your business. But I think we both know, and especially being in the coaching industry, the mindset side of things, the human psyche, having the emotional intelligence, maturity to support what it is that you're ultimately doing in business, it is really the thing around you can't have strategy that really works until you understand what's blocking you mindset wise. And I think so often 
we want to project on the strategy and go, the strategy is a thing. The strategy is what's going to lead to this like exponential growth in my business. Yet what's stopping you from implementing the strategy is your fear of being seen online. Mm -hmm. For example, you know, even for us right now, we're sitting at this setup. This is going to be on YouTube. It's going live to Instagram. We're getting filmed. There's lights. We're being recorded. Like that's a lot. You know, we have to be seen for me to implement the strategy that is my podcast or the strategy that is posting reels to, to Instagram or TikTok. So if there's a block there, you're never going to be able to implement the strategy, which is sitting down and recording a podcast episode yeah. to repurpose that content. So I think with you in your business, you have such a beautiful mix of both. And that's the work that you ultimately do with your clients where for you, and I obviously know you very well, the strategy side of things really does support the human behind the scenes and it allows things to move seamlessly on the scenes because you know that you've actually got structure in the back end to support whatever journey or growth that you're on in business as well. Totally. And something to add to that as well, and it's a huge thing I've really come back into in the past few months is I think a lot of people moving into the space, whether it might be fitness coaching or whatever the thing might be, it's like, the whole point is you don't have to be doing it all. Mm -hmm. So I think a huge thing for me is whilst, of course, there's a contributor of like mindset and energetics and, and I speak to it, yes, but my zone of genius is actually being able to see a lot of blind spots in business operations, in strategy, in things like that, coming up with cool strategies with clients. There's so many incredible mindset coaches that you can go to. Like, I think that's the huge thing. And there's a conversation going around now around like multiple mentors. It's like, your mentor isn't supposed to be fucking God that does everything for you, that does your inner child work, that does energetics, that does mindset, that does the strategy, like all the things. I'm like, no, this is what I do. Of course, this is important. Of course, I'll speak to it. Mm. But it's like, that's my zone of genius. And we have to come into like, if you don't have a point of difference, you're just like blending in with every other coach. So what is the thing that's your zone of genius and actually start leveraging that in your business? Mm. It's the energy of when you're trying to be everything for everyone, mm -hmm. you're actually nothing to no one. And I think that's such an important thing to remember in any industry that you're in. Can it be that you focus on your thing? And it doesn't mean that you have a niche that's so niche down that you work with this specific person on this specific thing. And if it is that, it's also perfect. But knowing that it's like, this is the realm that I play in. This is my zone of genius. And this is what I help you with, I think is so important because it can be so easy to want to be the jack of all trades and the master of none. And if you do just get really specific on, well, this is really what I do. This is what I'm really good at. And in and focus on becoming an expert in that area, it's evident to those in terms of building a personal brand and people that you're attracting that this is why they're coming to you. And I think it's so important exactly what you said to remember that that's okay. Mm -hmm. And you're not supposed to be everything, nor do you need to be everything. So it's even cool for you now. And I think you've had your own journey in that yeah. to really land in, oh, this is what I do. Totally. And trusting that people can access discernment. Like if I'm on my Instagram stories as an example saying like, you actually do need structure. You do need these things. That doesn't mean that I'm then shitting on mindset or shitting on a coach that really leverages mindset because that's their zone of genius. It's like, it's the people that think you need 10 like terms and conditions and disclaimers and all of the things. It's like, no, you can just access discernment. That's what I'm honing in on. It's mm. the same way if I look at a fitness coach and there, one might have the opinion to just like fit into your macros, your calories into your macros or whatever it is. I'm not from the fitness industry, <laughs> if you can't tell. And then someone might be focusing on gut health. And it's like, they're not saying that they don't value gut health. Like, it's just like, that's their zone. And they're two separate things. Literally. Mm. So I think that's a cool thing. Like you said, you just don't need to be the jack of all trades. That's not the point. Mm. And it's really trusting, isn't it? Where... I'm going to attract people that are in alignment with what it is that I do, right? And they're coming to me as their mentor because I can help them with whatever it is that they're wanting support around, knowing that they actually understand what it is that I do because I'm not trying to be on the scenes and post different things to fit all of the different categories or different things that I could fall under because that's not what I actually do. So I think there's even a huge conversation around authenticity in that and just being super transparent in what your zone of genius is, what your focus actually is within mentorship, or within your courses, programs, office suite, focus, whatever it may be. And I know even for you earlier days in business, the conversation around authenticity was huge because that was probably one of your, I guess, biggest initiations when you first began in business. 
Yeah, big time, big time. I feel like I was going back through my archives the other day and I was like, wow, it's just like authenticity, 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 because that was a huge thing that mattered. And a lot of people weren't doing it in social media. And that was a huge gap that I saw where now I've grown, my audience has grown, like things like authenticity, things like integrity. It's just like a given, Mm. you know? So it's like the ability to also grow with your business and evolve with your business just because you're once known for one thing doesn't mean that you have to continue that thing as well. You're allowed to grow and evolve too. Mm. And it is evolution Mm. and being in business and just in life, right? And I think particularly in business, we're in this constant realm of evolving. And I think it's so important that we acknowledge that there is an evolution consistently taking place if you are committed to that evolution and evolving. But knowing that there is this almost internal check-in that you have to do with yourself where it's like, oh, what actually feels good for me now? Mm. right what actually makes sense for me right now do I enjoy what I'm doing in my business are things feeling fulfilling for me within my business and just letting that be okay as well because you will change you will evolve as a personal brand as well that's always going to shift but it's trusting that your audience can come with you and the more transparent you are and actually being authentic and staying true to yourself throughout that evolution it's incredible to see the people that actually really appreciate love and want to be a part of that as well Mm, totally and people are just always watching too like where it's like they can watch that entire evolution and then they move in when it makes sense you know two years down the track because they really relate to that part now and that's where that they need support so Mm. yeah I think actually allowing yourself to contradict yourself as well and actually allowing yourself to evolve and grow when it's coming from a clean space like that's what contributes to really rapid growth is just like allowing yourself to continually move and not have to do 101 checks to make sure that you're allowed to now say that thing or move into that area. Mm, you just get to I actually plugged in with my mentor the other day and said exactly that where I said to her, I'm so glad that you evolve at the rate that you do. And I love just staying plugged into you to see that whole evolution unfold. Because if you were selling the same way that you sold 12 months ago, that actually wouldn't feel good for me. Or if you still believe the things that you believed six months ago, that probably wouldn't feel good for me. So it's interesting where we can almost project that people couldn't hold us in change of opinions or ways of doing things or ways of being or, you know, down to the structure of our offers or our boundaries or how containers are run or whatever it may be. It's actually knowing that people want to see you move and people want to see you go and leaders go first. So if you're stagnant and you're stuck in one way of being or one way of doing things, that's not expansive for your clients, nor is it expansive for your audience or people a part of that journey with you. So allowing yourself to go, I get to evolve, I get to grow, I get to change, I get to contradict what's what I once believed was true for me is probably one of the most magnetic things that you can do as a personal brand as well. Totally. And like to tie back into that leadership piece, I'm like, that's been a huge thing for me, role modeling, whether it's investing in mentors to have that role model and just being a role model myself, like that's the most incredible way to actually teach your audience. And that's what I really found with teaching and educating and then Mm. also being a student myself. Like that's the most profound way that I've learned this entire business journey is actually just taking a moment to also observe people, not always be looking for the next thing or for the next strategy. It's like so many people will look for, let's use a strategy as an example. What's the strategy of like how you sold? It's like, how about you just actually zoom out and watch how that they sold? Like mm-hmm. tie things in, watch the fact that, oh, Riley's got a podcast episode on that. And then that's a coincidence that there's that. She's got a free program on that. And then there's a like actually observing, like that's the most incredible way to learn. Like, of course, it's going to be amazing to have the support of a mentor or be in a program or whatever it might Mm. be. That's just a bonus. But you can learn so much when you actually learn from role models. And I've even seen that in like my personal life. I think so many people project that people can't come or they don't get that boundary, but it's like, just hold your boundary, communicate the boundary and watch people naturally set a boundary with you. And you'll be like, you learned that from me. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's just, that's been a huge thing in my journey is actually allowing yourself to be a student to role models and by being a role model yourself. Yeah. The observation, Mm -hmm. it's massive and people don't understand. And it's not to say that people don't understand, but they don't understand the power in leveraging observation you know we can be a part of so many different things I've just come off the back of running a five-day free program which you guys in the podcast know but even that alone it's like I actually had the awareness and I knew that a lot of women inside that free offer were there to actually just watch me Mm -hmm. 
You know, I knew that and it wasn't because they were there to necessarily consume the trainings or consume the teachings or take anything tangible from me. They were just there to see the way that I led the space and how I sold and how I navigated that launch and different things like that. So it is so true where it's like you can learn so much from your peers, colleagues, people around you if you just sit back and observe and actually consider how you could implement very similar things to your business because you see the evidence all around you. Sometimes we're just too focused on the next thing or the shiny object and we don't actually consider how that can be applied to our business because it does have a huge impact totally totally and it was a reflection I've had from a mentor of ours and I'm like she was like I feel like you're always just observing and absorbing I'm like honestly I am and it's it's not looking for there was a part of my journey where I was absolutely like but how do I do this but how do I do this I'm like just watch them like oh but how do I sell every day you actually know how to sell every day Mm -hmm. Just like if you want to learn techniques or you want to play, start observing and not from a point of being a carbon copy, but just actually observing and having your own interpretation of things. So if someone says something on an Instagram post and it's like, oh, like what's this about? Like observe it, absorb it, like get your own Mm -hmm. interpretation. There's so much learning and there's so much value out there. Everyone's looking for the next thing. It's like there's so much free things. Then when you invest in a mentor, you actually get to be expanded. And I definitely used to invest in mentorship from a space of saving and like, tell me the 10 step process to build a business where now I can plug in. I'm like, Hey Dish, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. And she's like, I'd add this upsell in, or have you thought about this? Change that. And it's for, it, it's a completely different texture because it's, I'm actually being expanded and bettering my business rather than needing her to run my business. Mm. The expanded versus save conversation, I think is huge when it comes to any investment that you make in your business, whether it be investing in a graphic designer, investing in a photographer, investing in a VA. There's so many examples that can come into play when we speak to investing, but investing from a state of, I don't need this thing because things are falling to shit behind the scenes, or I need this thing to fix this thing. It's oh, how would it feel to add that to my business and expand and actually, yeah, add, right, to your business and not save a part that you maybe believe is failing or different things like that. So huge conversation. And something you actually brought in a little bit earlier was around setting boundaries and having to potentially hold projections early days in business as well. I would love to almost just flip this conversation and speak to that. What was it like for you, especially in, let's even speak to the first sort of four to five months of business, going off on your own, you know, working for yourself, starting your own business and holding projections from people around you? It was hard. And like, you you know, that firsthand, like mm. how much that it fucking rattled me. And I think what was cool for me to notice the other day is I actually got a message um, from someone and it, if I was to get that early days of business, you would have known my response where I would have been reactive and I would have been so rattled by it. I would have deleted the post and had like a whole thing where it's like, now I can just hold it. I'm like, cool. Like I don't make it mean anything about me, but to really go back and answer your question, it's, Firstly, it's unknown territory for you, right? Firstly, it's like new for you. So you're actually navigating a thing of like, oh, I've never done this before. I've never talked to my Instagram stories before. I've never ran a masterclass. I've never charged for anything before. Like you're navigating that. And then you have people, potentially loved ones, friends, old friends, have their two cents. It can really rock you. And this is again, ties into the mindset side of things. And there is a level where you do just have to have compassion for yourself that it's like, mm. yeah, this actually gets to be hard right now. But my biggest thing, and I would say to anyone listening is you, you're, you're going to grow and you're going to evolve and your capacity to hold these types of projections is going to expand over time as well. Where, like I said, one, once upon a time, a message would have rocked me and now it doesn't. But I think that's honestly just the power in having a good circle around you and having a mentor and just having someone to hold you in those moments where you get to be human, you get to be rattled by it, but in the same breath, you need to action and like set boundaries around that, around what you're willing to welcome. Like you don't just get to give me unsolicited advice. You don't just get to to chime in with these things and also treat people in the same matter. If I am messaging family or friends I'm never just coming in with an emotional dump or I'm never just coming in with unsolicited advice. I'm like, hey, can I give you some honest advice on this? Hey, Mm -hmm. do you have space to hold me in this? Like that's the role modeling part. If you can actually start leading with that of how you want to be treated, it will catch up and Mm -hmm. it won't catch up overnight, but I can guarantee you a year will pass and you'll be like, 
everything's changed. Mm. And I feel like I'm in that point now where with family, friends, my relationship, my mentor, everyone around me, my relationships have never felt more solid. And I honestly feel like the most like unfuck with the bull. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like that's the best way I can put it where I feel solid in who I am and what I'm doing. That way, anything external from me doesn't rock me. Yeah. And it's strengthening your emotional intelligence of that as well, which has been a journey in itself. And I think the cool part in what you're saying is you really do learn and come to know what is yours to hold and what's not yours to hold. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest thing with, I think, receiving projections early days, especially if it's from family or friends, partner, someone close to you. Typically, they're projecting because they want to keep you safe, right? We know that. And it's a part of them attempting to keep you comfortable and keep you safe because something's coming up for them in what you're doing. We know that. So having that understanding is really going to be the thing that allows you to set the boundary and the thing that allows you to communicate effectively and more importantly, not make it mean anything about yourself when they do come in with unsolicited advice or come in with a projection or tell you what you should or shouldn't be doing. Because when you know that it's something that's coming up for them, right? And they're attempting to essentially keep you safe. You have the emotional intelligence to not let that stop you from doing what you ultimately need to do to build your business. And I think that's the biggest thing, right? Early days, if you let those projections have hold over you, if you take them on board and make it mean to about you, it actually stops you from doing what's required, right? And this is where I think a lot of people become stuck in life and business and, and different avenues where you let the noise external of you determine the pace you move and what you do and what decisions you make. And that actually cock blocks you from what ultimately you're supposed to be doing, right? And what path you're on more importantly. So you've had an incredible journey of being able to hold that, even though it's been really challenging and difficult at times. And like you said, you're on the other side of it now and you can actually see from more of a zoomed out lens, wow, it actually does take time to compound. It takes role modeling and it's a huge initiation of me being able to hold things at times that felt really heavy but equally create safety for myself in setting boundaries, in having the hard conversations and doing what I ultimately knew I had to do in order for me to feel safe to move. Totally, totally. And that's the way you have to look at it. It's like something's feeling uncomfortable for someone. It's like a hot potato then that they don't want to hold. So it's they're going to project and they're going to hand you the hot potato. But like you said, it's knowing like, I can actually fucking put this down. It's actually not mine. And I think knowing too, like just miss the pass. Don't catch it. (laughs) (laughs) Dodge, dodge, dodge the potato, (laughs) dodge the hot potato. But yeah, it's just knowing that I I truly think new level, same devil. Like Mm. I I trust as I'm going to grow and evolve. And as I become bigger and do bigger things, so will the projections and can you be okay? And can you be committed to moving regardless Like it's not supposed to be easy. And I think that's the biggest thing in it is everyone's going to have their hard in different types of ways. So someone's hard might be, you know, projections from family. Someone's hard might be things financially. Like everyone's going to have hard in business, but it's not supposed to be easy. And the ones that will move and the ones that evolve really fucking fast, they're moving whilst also navigating the things. They're not having to take a pit stop of like, fuck, my mum messaged me this or this chick from high school messaged me that. Like I need to plug into my mentor and have a week to process it. Like, can you still process and move regardless? Mm -hmm. That is the biggest thing. Process and move. And I think allowing those two to coexist and letting it be okay and not make it wrong that something, you know, pretty big may have happened just before you're about to jump on a live training and facilitate a call with a hundred women. Let it be okay and actually strengthen your tolerance to knowing that both can exist. And that's been huge work of mine over the years. I know it's been huge work of yours. And I think it's huge work for anyone in business knowing that there's going to always be stuff moving behind the scenes in your personal life. But mm-hmm. when you understand that you can actually park that and you can still do what you need to do in business that is CEO shit you know that's big business and that's what's required and I think that can be such a challenging period to navigate sometimes because you almost make it wrong oh am I out of integrity Mm. if I'm navigating something gnarly behind the scenes but then I jump on the scenes and I act like everything like everything's okay you know that can happen but understanding that this is duality And it's okay to actually have both moving and it's okay to be okay with both as well. It really is having emotional intelligence and ultimately strengthening your emotional maturity in business, knowing that it can all be moving, it can all be happening, but you can still put on your CEO pants, move the needle, do the thing, show up and navigate what's actually happening behind the scenes and that gets to be perfect. 
Literally. That's what emotional intelligence is. It's it's being able to navigate every single emotion that you have, whether it is excitement, whether it's frustration, whether it's joy, whether it's sadness, whatever it might be. It's not about parking the emotions. It's like, you know what? I'm going to feel this, but equally I have a business to run and I'm going to show up in that. And I think so many people wonder why that their business feels slow or stagnant. It's like, yeah, because you're taking a pit stop every five minutes that something doesn't go your way. Like how entitled to think that it's just going to be this seamless thing. Like, yeah it's hard and I've, I've seen like if only you knew like I see the behind the scenes of your business and life and you see the behind the scenes of mine I'm like what you see on social media is not a reflection of like there's some big gnarly shit that moves behind the scenes and that's not for your audience to hear and to bring this back into the piece around authenticity I thought that's what authenticity used to be was sharing it all but it's not It's like actually sharing things that come from a space of like, this is actually going to expand my audience. This is actually going to empower my audience right now as I'm navigating something with my partner, my friend, my family, whatever it might be. Me coming onto my social media and sharing that whilst I'm navigating it to be hashtag authentic isn't serving anyone, including yourself, your business. Mm. And I've seen people do it in business. And I'm like, I feel rattled by the fact that I'm consuming this. Like you don't feel safe for me as a mentor, as a coach, as a leader. And I think that's something that's really important to come back into. It's, it's not being out of integrity. It's like, you're actually just being in integrity by sharing what makes sense. Mm. I actually spoke to that exact lesson in Influential CEO, the personal branding course. And we've had that conversation as well before where I even remember very early days in your business having that conversation with you where you even said to me, I feel like I'm not an integrity. It feels weird to post that when I'm doing that. It feels Mm. weird to do this if I'm doing that. And I remember having that conversation with you because I'd been through my own journey around that and just saying, it's not for everyone. And I think sometimes it's so easy to think, well, if I'm a personal brand, I have to show it all. I have to share it all. It's really discerning between, am I actually emotionally dumping on my audience to experience temporary relief from whatever I'm experiencing? So I receive the DMs, I get the validation, I have the bias, right? Because maybe something went wrong with a graphic designer and now I'm I'm going to share it on my story so everyone backs me up or whatever it may be, right? It's checking the intention behind why, I feel the need to share the thing. Am I doing this for validation? Am I doing this to relieve myself? Or am I doing this from a learning lens, right? From a productive space of actually having a teaching lesson from it or being able to educate my audience. So it is cool to arrive at a state where you know that there gets to be separation. It's like you are your brand. You're not your business. Let that be separate. And understanding that I think is going to be yeah so pivotal for anyone who's listening, having a personal brand and just checking the intention part, right? It's like, oh, am I doing this because I think that I have to do this to be authentic and I maybe can't hold what I'm experiencing? Or am I doing this because it actually feels productive to share and it's going to strengthen the connection that I have with my audience, with my clients, with whoever it is that's in my world right now as well, which is big. Totally. And like... People just aren't going to pay you thousands of dollars if you're on your stories crying about something that's gone wrong, right? And it's something it used to give me the ick so much when even when I was like 15 with influences, I'm like, have your moment behind the scenes or have your moment with your partner or like whatever the thing is like, but your audience don't need to know that. And it's actually like, it, it it's a repellent for your audience. It like, like I said before, it doesn't feel safe. It's not clean. It's not productive. So I think that's huge. Even if you're like, in the influencer space, looking at content that you're sharing, I feel like everyone's really moving in the direction of actually being a lot more mature with content where it's actually going to support their audience and evolve them. Like Mm -hmm. I just, like you're getting an unfollow. Like if that you're using your Instagram as like a diary, like get a journal, plug Mm -hmm. into your mentor. It's that's not your audience's responsibility to hold that. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing in that is just remembering that everyone ultimately wants to feel safe. And I think sometimes we think we're sharing in a way that's, oh, this is going to create connection. And this is going to be so pivotal for me to strengthen a connection with my audience when really it's like, oh, maybe I'm actually not regulated in what I'm sharing. Maybe this is coming from a very unclean state. And in 24, 48 hours, it might not feel good for me to actually have that online, right? It might not feel good for me to have shared that with my audience when I was in more of a heightened emotional state around whatever it was that I was navigating. So I think the biggest 
biggest thing, particularly as business owners. And if you are selling a product or if you are the service, more importantly, is remembering that people want to feel safe in your presence. And if you are potentially emotionally dumping on your stories or you're coming on dysregulated, whatever it may be, that's not going to feel safe for anyone investing in you because they need to feel safe to invest in the first place. So always having that front of mind is so important. And I completely agree that there's just a sermon around that, right? Why am I sharing this? What is the intention behind it? And how can I ensure that when I do share, it is coming from a really productive space that's actually there to expand whoever's on the the other end of it and not potentially hinder them or make them feel like they're a part of something that they actually didn't ask to be a part of that day, right? Because that's what emotionally dumping actually feels like to be on the receiving end of as well. I'm curious. You had fairly fast success in business as well. If you were to give someone who was, say, in the first two to five months of their business advice right now in terms of what they could do, what they could implement, what they could focus on to fast track and dissolve time in their journey, what would it be? The biggest thing is environment. And it's not too project if that you don't have the best environment right now that then you can't be successful because you don't have an environment that's going to set you up for it you're in control of your environment and right before I got into business probably six months prior was like when I went through like I'm gonna call it like a spiritual awakening if you will (laughs) like where it was just like what am I doing who am I surrounding myself with I went through a huge phase of letting go of a lot of friendships and I felt very very alone And it was a space where I was committed to putting myself in the room with people that like actually felt good for my personal development journey for, you know, my own development, like just business development, anything like that. Like I was committed to surrounding myself with people that felt good for me. Firstly, once I could make that decision, naturally things started falling into place. So I like cut off communications with a lot of people and it was like that day, that's how I, that I met you within like that week. And then Mm -hmm. I met you and then I was meeting some friends from you. And then I got myself into business coaching and then I got myself into masterminds. And then it all was just a snowball effect from there where over the past two years, like I really solidified some really incredible friendships and connections, but from a space of like choosing that that's what I wanted for myself and putting myself into a mastermind, for example, changed everything for me and being in proximity to people that were in business or people that were just doing personal development like you're normalizing conversations that weren't once normalized you're normalizing if it's in business cash months that you thought were incredible yearly salaries like it changes everything and you have to look at there was a part of me where Growing up, I feel like I very much had a very privileged upbringing, right? Like I saw my parents always, they worked hard and we had a beautiful home all the time and they always had nice cars and like we would go on holidays. That was normalized for me, right? So I never saw anything different. It was just like an of course. And whilst that's probably entitled of me in hindsight, I'm like, of course, I'm just going to have a nice house. I'm going to have a nice car. I'm going to have holidays because that's what I saw and that's what was normalized. But if someone had an upbringing where they didn't have that, that's probably not normalized, right? Mm -hmm. Which is perfect. So it's like you now as an adult, you actually get to choose what your environment's going to look like. Okay. Am I choosing to entertain conversations around going out partying and drugs and alcohol and gossiping? Or am I going to choose to put myself in rooms where the conversations are around personal development and making a better morning routine and 100K cash months? There's Mm going to be two very different outcomes. You're my core belief is you're a byproduct of your environment. So you actually have control of that, whether that you're listening to this and you don't even have a budget to put yourself in a mastermind, get yourself in a free Facebook community, listen to a podcast, like get yourself in a podcast community. Like I cannot like lovingly, I cannot fuck with the excuses of like, but I just don't have that available to me. Like Mm. in the realms of social media, you absolutely do. And it's been so cool for me to even see like, and I know you've had this as well. When your clients start connecting because they saw something on social media and then they end up hanging out together. And like my clients are the coolest for that reason. Cause I'm like, you guys are never like, I can't afford the mastermind or I can't afford to do X, Y, and Z. Like they're actually just choosing to create their environment and better their environment. So that's been a huge thing for me is just actually committing to put myself in the rooms, even when it felt really, really uncomfortable. And like, 
the start of this year, I was in a mastermind that felt like the biggest edge. Like I, when I say I felt like an outsider, it felt like an outsider. And I was, I was in conversations, listening to conversations of people that were doing like a few hundred K cash months, people that were like, I just signed a 20 K client. Like, meanwhile, I hadn't even done a 20 K like cash month in business and people are just making it like that in a day. But it's like, that to me is now normalized. I'm not like blown away by 100 K because it's normalized for me. And again, it's not entitled. It's just like, I'm actually putting myself in bigger rooms and in bigger spaces. Mm, It's calibrating to a level in every single area that actually feels expansive for you. And I feel like that is the biggest thing when we talk proximity and environment. I think you hear it a lot, like put yourself in proximity, be in proximity, but it is so powerful. It's like the impact that the conversations we have on a day-to-day basis have on us are massive. And if you think about who you're around or who you're you know, talking to or what conversations you're having and actually consider the way they make you feel and what they make you believe and what they make you want to do, that is going to be the biggest indication of where potentially there gets to be a cleanup for you in your life as well. Because I completely agree that for me by far has been the biggest thing ever that has completely time collapsed anything that I could have done in business because genuinely every single person that I see speak to talk to are the most incredible humans down to absolutely every area of my life whether it's my parents my friends my clients subcontractors Molly my BM like all these different people there is no one that I speak to in a day that isn't on the same wavelength as me. And that has of course taken time and that's been a journey in itself, but it contributes massively to what I'm able to do, what I'm able to action, what I believe I'm capable of doing. And then what I do, it's, it's huge. And that calibration I think is so important where, like you said, when you're hearing all of these things normalized and it's just the norm and it's just the thing, it doesn't become this kind of out of reach thing that could never be a possibility for you because you just know that it exists and you've got the evidence and data around you and more importantly the support system that actually back you in whatever it is that you're doing as well so putting yourself in masterminds free facebook groups free programs connecting with women networking there's so many examples of it i've recently launched frequency membership and that was probably the biggest reason that i launched it i wanted that community i wanted that connection and already there has been so much evidence in that space over the past three days that supports that exact thing being so pivotal for anyone in business. You know, we've got nearly 50 women in business in that space, connecting, networking, sharing social media, supporting each other, celebrating each other. And that is the most powerful thing that you can ever do for yourself, particularly when it comes to business, because it can be so isolating. Totally. And even tying into that too, like with the networking piece, any other business, it's like, how do you grow? How do you evolve? How do you get your name out there? It's through networking events, right? It's through putting yourself in the room in that sense, get in the online space. People have so much resistance to do it, but it's like, I truly believe as well. That's a catalyst for my growth, of course, because I'm normalizing big things and and all of the things I was saying before, but as well as that, people knew who like Taylor was, you know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't just this person that had never been in anything. A perfect example. I was in Riley's free five-day program And on one of the days I was on the live call, my face was on, my camera was on, I'm in the chat box. Two people that were on that call moved into like a a low ticket offer of mine. And I'm like, that's a perfect example of like, just be in a program and actually turn your fucking Zoom camera on and be active in the chat box, contribute. Mm. Like that's networking as well. People are seeing your face. It's familiar. Like, oh, that's the girl that was tagged on her Instagram. Like that's, oh, like that's how it happens every single time and that's that's huge and I feel like even when I think about the membership it was the four c's for me I was like contribute collaborate connect and community and when you think about that and you apply that to business in whatever sense is relevant to you watch things go boom because that is exactly how you do it you know playing small staying on your own not networking not connecting trying to do it on your own is going to be the slowest way for you to get from a to b And it's like, if you allow yourself to have the support, to have the friendships, to calibrate to new levels in conversations, to strengthen your ability to actually reach out and have those people in your corner, every single thing 
will change. And networking, like you said, is the absolute catalyst for any growth in any area of your life. And I think it's so funny, you know, we even hear things like it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm. Right. In terms of opportunities. So even applying that to business, it's like, well, could I actually think about what that means for me? You know, do I potentially not know anyone in the space right now that could help me and support me and guide me? How can I put myself in proximity with someone who can be that for me? Because you will experience the biggest time collapse of your entire life. And I can absolutely guarantee it. You know, there's a common theme with, you know, anyone that I've had on the podcast, anyone that I speak to, clients, my mentors, myself, you, so many people, when they're around people that are having those conversations, that are supporting them, that are calibrating to different levels, whatever it may be, they experience a lot of growth in their business every single time. And I think environment is something that we hear about over and over and over. But when you actually grasp what proximity will do for you and you actually apply it to business and leverage it in your business more importantly, you do see the most insane growth. Totally, totally. And I feel like, yeah, a lot of stories allow people to get limited by things with networking where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to be seen as like, I'm cut chasing or what happens if that person fucks me over? Like people have like so many stories that limit them from actually putting themselves in the room. But I can guarantee like when there's actual resistance there, it's because there's something fucking incredible on the other side of it. So I think that's what's important to remember. It's like, can it be okay that, yeah, you, you might open your heart and you want to close it off because someone hurts you. Can it be okay that, you know, it might be scary. You might get judged that, can it just be okay? You know, Mm -hmm. like you, but you can't continue to move in life and in business with having a closed heart and not opening yourself up to opportunities and yeah, putting yourself in the room in whatever kind of way that might be. I was even just thinking last night, like I went to a dance class last night and someone that was in my free program was there and just like, oh my God, hi Taylor. And it's like those moments, it's like, well, now I'm a familiar face for her. Like now I go to the gym and then people see me at the gym and they're like, hey, those moments. So how can you do that more in your business and how can you actually connect with more people and not from a space that's ingenuine, but from a space of like actually opening your heart and actually connecting with people and actually getting to know them. Yeah. And even the opportunity piece as well. It's like, if you feel discomfort around something, take that as an opportunity, Mm -hmm. right? It's an opportunity for you to lean in. It's an opportunity for you to do the thing. It's an opportunity for you to get uncomfortable and actually strengthen your ability to hold whatever that discomfort is because I promise that the minute you do it and you actually collect data and have evidence to support that thing, not being as scary as you maybe thought, it'll open so many doors for you in your journey as well. So I have loved today's conversation. Thank you so much for joining me. For anyone listening and wanting to connect with you or get across your socials where can they find you um at taylor lee coaching on instagram and then i also have a podcast the taylor lee podcast but pretty much everything is my instagram links to my website ways to work with me it's all over there so hopefully we don't get hacked (laughs) (laughs) amazing well we will have all of your info in the show notes regardless but thank you for tuning in this week guys i will be back in your ears next week and taylor thank you for joining me thank you for having me